0: Chapter 53 of the peril finders this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer Please visit LibriVox.org The peril finders by George Fenn, chapter 53 a bit of blue sky the task of getting the mules together was simple enough the irritable beasts making their usual objections but following their old leader Skeeter quietly enough, in spite of the bell not being in use. And in a short time they were trudging along with their loads down the steep slope till the gulch was reached, and Chris came after them with the ponies to bring his charge to a halt. Like to change places, Ned? he said archly. No, I'm going to do my part without that. Goodbye, Chris, my lad, said Bourne sadly. I don't like going off and leaving you. And I don't like you to go, Mr. Bourne, said Chris. Holding out his hand which was warmly grasped take care of yourself Ned Yes, and you said the boy sadly the next minute Chris was standing by his Mustang's head watching the mules file away Look at that said Chris as he noted that his charge displayed no desire to follow the mules Why if that old Skeeter isn't actually sneering at my ponies he deserves to be kicked for his conceit Ned turned to wave his hand just before a bend in the gulch hid the mule train from sight and then chris mounted and rode towards the pointed rock close to which the spring gurgled out of the rock here he took the precaution of drinking deeply himself before letting the ponies have their fill of the refreshing water after which they began grazing in their quiet inoffensive way leaving their guardian to his thoughts which were many and troubled in the full expectation of hearing shots chris spent plenty of time in listening but no reports reached his ears, and he began thinking of the change from the wild excitement and risk of his position by the barrier just a short time before to the silence and grandeur of the deeply cut rift in which he now stood. For gloomy and forbidding as the place looked by night, even awful in its black solemnity, it was striking enough now in its effects of brilliant sunshine and shade to make the boy think it was one of the most beautiful places he had ever seen in his life. What a pity he muttered as he listened to the crop crop of the ponies He did not say what was a pity for the sharp crack of a rifle brought him out of his musings to gaze sharply in the direction of the barrier Far away from where he was waiting and wondering now whether there was any more fighting on the way Another sharp crack and Chris's excitement increased as he first looked anxiously at his charges to see if they were startled by the firing but the ponies did not even lift their heads But went on browsing upon the green shoots near the spring while the boy involuntarily dragged his rifle round Ready to throw the sling over his head if the need sprang up for its use But there was evidently no immediate danger for quite an hour passed before there was another shot fired to raise the echoes And this proved to be single a longer period elapsed before anything more occurred and twice as long a time passed before there was another It's just as they said thought Chris A shot or two just to show the redskins that were on the alert it was about this time that chris fancied that the faintness from which he suffered was due to the want of food and opening his wallet he took out a piece of damper to find that it ate very sweet with nothing but a few handfuls of water to wash it down by the time this was finished the sun had sunk far below the rocks on his left and the dreamy restful state into which the boy had been falling passed away for the thoughts that came fast now were beginning to grow troublous it would not be long before it was night and with the darkness an exciting time would arrive chris thought that the indians would not wait long before they attacked and the great anxiety now oppressed him would his father think of this and be prepared or would he wait too long and then it was too horrible to think of Chris all through that afternoon had been suffering from the effect of his exertions and had sunk into a restful state a Long way on to the border which divides wakefulness from sleep But with the coming of darkness his brain had become active to a painful degree and but for the stringent orders He had received to be prepared and wait with the ponies he would have gone forward sought his father and told him of his fears he's sure to know better than i do cried the boy at last to comfort himself but with very poor effect as he kept his watch till the darkness had seemed to settle down like a flood in the gulch the ponies had become invisible and the sky had turned to a dark purple with a few stars dotting here and there half an hour now passed and then the boy's agonized tension was broken by three shots ringing out almost together a volley he said aloud and the words had hardly passed his lips before there was a repetition of the reports the other three barrels he cried excitedly and then speaking as if to those of whom he thought were close at hand load 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 he panted oh quick quick they're coming on he waited again but there was not a sound and half an hour seemed to have passed during which his busy brain invented a host of horrors Chief among which was that in which he pictured to himself the indians stealing up to the defenders of the barrier Knife in hand to spring upon them and massacre all before they could fire another shot in their defense So horrible became the silence at last that Chris felt that if it lasted much longer He must mount his Mustang and ride forward to learn the worst even if they kill me he muttered and he mentally saw himself falling beneath the enemy's blows but in response to a desperate effort to recall his duty, those thoughts grew dull and distant, and straining his eyes to gaze into the darkness, he obeyed a sudden impulse to slip the pony's bridles into their mouths, fasten a strap or two, and then tighten the saddle girths, the animals submitting patiently enough and allowing themselves to be placed in readiness for a start. I can't do anything more, he said to himself. Oh, how terribly dark! From close at hand so close to him that the boy started as if he had been stung Father he whispered good lad not a word are the ponies saddled and bridled yes father Right now Griggs Wilton take two each and lead on walk with them for the present and as quietly as you can go We'll follow close behind No further words were spoken but there was the sound of hooves passing over the stony bottom of the gulch And the next minute Chris and his father each leading his pony were walking together side by side the animal stepping instinctively in the footprints of those in front and Saving for the faint sound of tramping the silence seemed to the boy perfectly awful At last Chris could keep back a question no longer the firing father I heard two volleys Were the savages coming on No, but we treated them as if they were just to show them that we were waiting for an attack And then came on to join you at once now no more talking i want to listen till they announce they're here will they whispered chris they'll either attack with one of their savage yells or else give one in their rage when they find we're gone that will be the signal for us to mount and ride for our lives indians are swift of foot boy it seemed an hour during which every ear was on the strain but probably it was not a fourth of that time before the fierce yell of the savages was heard but it only reached the fugitives as a faint whisper followed by another fortunately the retiring party had reached where the gulch had opened out and quite a broad band of brilliant stars was spread overhead from rock wall to rock wall giving sufficient light for the ponies to follow one another in indian file at a good round trot which was kept up hour after hour with intervals of walking and the indulgence now in a little conversation regarding the distance ahead of the mule train or the possibility of its being missed. But Griggs was positive. No, he said, we can't have overrun them. But have they turned off somewhere? I don't remember any side valley, but we may have passed one. No, we mayn't, sir, said Griggs coolly we don't know it at least i don't suppose you did for i fancy i do but if the mules had turned off anywhere our clever mustangs would have done the same they've been following the mules trail ever since we started what impossible in this darkness think so sir well suppose you wait and see there was silence for a while before the doctor rode to the front again where chris was now beside griggs we've heard nothing of the enemy he said no sir i've listened till it has given me a feeling like toothache do you think they're on our trail Uh, ah there i can't say anything sir only that they may be but if they are they're coming on at a regular crawl i'm sure of that how can you be so sure said the doctor wonderingly because they'll be as indians mostly are when they can't see their quarry horribly suspicious of being led into an ambush they did not seem so when they followed you No, they could see me and they forgot to be in doubt in the heat of the pursuit But on a night like this and after the way in which we've shot them down They are bound to feel their way step by step if they follow at all most likely they'll wait till morning when they'll pick up our trail and Then come on as fast as they can run sir. They won't ride Griggs finished off with a loud chuckle say Chris he added won't they be mad at not being able to get out their ponies I suppose so said Chris But there's a good side to everything it'll be grand for the poor beasts they're ridden nearly to death now they'll have a good rest with plenty of fine pasture but about tomorrow Griggs said chris what about tomorrow the indians may follow us and overtake us on foot well if they do they do my lad and at the very worst they may capture some of our stores but perhaps not i don't like being a brute to a dumb beast but if i'm driven to it i may have to be a bit hard to some of those mules they can go so fast that no Indian can catch them, if they like. Yes? Well, as a rule, they don't like. That's the worst of it, said Chris. Yes, but this time they've got to like, and I know how to make them. Daybreak at last, and with that dawn all doubts about the mule convoy were at an end, for the first streaks of dawn showed them about a mile ahead, trudging steadily along with no broadening of the day. Not even the rising of the Sun revealed that for which a most anxious lookout was kept namely so many dark dots to Indicate that the Indians were on their trail I say they won't come now said Griggs Decisively we'll halt sir at the first water and have a good rest and feed Will it be safe said the doctor? We must chance that sir for the sake of making horse mule man and boy fit for what more he has to do well perhaps so It won't be losing time, and the mules and horses have done a good spell of work End of chapter 53